Well, 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 well. Hello, everybody. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show, and we have got one complete and total unbelievable guest today, don't we, Paco? We really do. Are you excited about this? Yes. Very. Do you love Riel Andrews? He's just the coolest guy in the entire world. I don't know how we got to be friends with him. When I first met him, I was so intimidated by him because of his incredible background that he scared me out of my wits. And it was so great because I finally got to know him and he might be the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> loves his wife, loves Jesus, loves fishing, loves network marketing, got into acting. And, you know, that's his job. That's your job, right? Your acting is your job. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, right, to say that's my job, and I love it. It's you know, but it's it's like uh, it's my job. Network marketing is is my passion, and and acting is is my job that I love, that I'm able to do, that I love because it never. But it's weird, and I know you get it, but the people listening, they'll be like, it's kind of weird to say it's 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 not my primary thing. Is basically what I'm saying. It's kind of what I do for fun, if you will. Hall of Fame wide receiver, Rod Smith, Denver Broncos. Unbelievable guy. So meaner. I mean, you just meet with him and he's scary. So I meet with him at Starbucks and he's written a book and he's a huge network marketer. So I sit down at the table and I go, Rod, how's it going? He goes, fine, Tom, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And he puts out his hand. I go, how about those Broncos? And his eyes went to ice. He goes, we didn't come here to talk about my job. We came here to talk about my passion. Mm, I got a yeah. big lesson out of that. And that's you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's totally, it is my passion with all my heart. And I know like you guys, I live, sleep, um, you know, in fact, you know, we, this, we get a little crazy up in here. We get a little, uh, can you hear this? You hear that? Yeah. What is it? We, we get, you know, we had a little fun. Uh, <laughs> He's the only guy with sound effect. But that's what happens when you're a movie star and a TV star and all the stars. He's got every every toy. So the other day I'm, I'm I'm talking to him and he's got some gizmo and he goes, "Oh yeah, you got to buy one of these. It's only like eleven hundred bucks." And I go, "Gee, man, I'm only about ten thousand. I'm about a thousand ninety nine short." Because you are you, but you understand the value of that stuff, and I don't. But I'll tell you one thing right now. This is going to be a fun show. Like Adrian just said, we've got Angel Chandler on here. We do? We do. Yeah, we have Angel Chandler. Oh, my gosh. What I a surprise. You didn't tell me. She is the proud owner of a contact mapping T-shirt, and she won the 2020 award for best wearer of the contact mapping shirt in all of the contact mapping world because she's got such unbelievably beautiful hair and eyes and complexion. I love this girl. Good on oh, you. No, no. Oh, wait. Well, hold on a second. Wait, I didn't get a chance to even go in the competition because I don't have a contact mapping shirt. How? What's going on? Do we need well, to rebook? You, you do we need to rebook? You spent all your money on that $1,100 piece of equipment. I know you didn't charge Angel for the <laughs> shirt. You gave it to her. Okay, so I'm going to have you do one thing right now that's going to really be a tell. Okay. Go look at Angel Fletcher and then Angel Chandler. They both got shirts. And then go look in the mirror at Real Andrews and understand why they got one and you didn't. So just try it on. 
Okay, say, say no more. I see we how you are. Shirt. We, we got to get the guy a shirt. I can't believe we haven't done that. Well, he's got to understand contact mapping a little bit, and he will. But, you know, it's unbelievable. Oh, he teaches us contact mapping. We have mapping to train this him. Guy. All right, yeah. so let's get to you. Because I was telling your story yesterday because I've been talking about this show forever. You're just a little kid in California, and somebody drives up to you and said, I want to be an actor. Is that kind of how it all started? Um, we actually, how my career started as an actor is it, it was, it's funny story. Um, and, and I have to say, you remind me a little kid and that, that couldn't be truer because I had a shirt done Tom and Adrian back in the day when I started acting and it said, I said, why grow up when you can make movies? And I've taken that shirt through why grow up when you can be in at when you can do network marketing and to me what that means is we get to be that little kid you know because yeah. when you're a kid you dream and you have fun and you do and then for if, if you're not part of our world in network marketing just full transparency you know you have to grow up and you and you you stop dreaming and stuff like that but to, to answer your question um for me it started tom I had no desire to be an actor, none at all. In fact, I thought that was the stupidest thing. I was the jock. My original dream was to make the 84 Olympics and be a sprinter, win a gold medal, get a, an advertising campaign. And that was going to be my ticket out, buy my house, you know, and all of that, you know. And um, I actually dated the drama queen in high school. And so I used to Cause you know, I was trying to get some action, you know what I'm saying? So, so I used to go to her practices and their drama rehearsals and I was like, Oh my God, this is so good. Cause she was like Angel Fletcher and they, she would look good in your shirt. Let me just put it that way. And this was back in high school. And so I had no desire. And what happened was when Hollywood North was coming to Hollywood West, which was Vancouver, where I was coming from, and they started to bring all the movies up there. You know, they came into town. They were doing this movie called Harry Tracy, Last Desperado. It was with Bruce Dern. And they needed a, uh, a young African-American uh, boy for this movie. And there, where I grew up, there wasn't a lot. I graduated from a class of 1800. I was the only African-American. So three of us, they went around to the schools and they found three of us. And we came in, they gave us these papers and asked us to say these lines and and I got it. Um, and that was the beginning. I'll tell you a funny story because how my career really took off was, <laughs> check this out. So I've never been on a movie set before in my life. I got the part as the, the uh, you know, trigger warning for you people that, you know, wherever you are, whatever. But I was the, the, the character was little black boy. Okay. That was my, that was my role. And so I'm sitting in makeup. They're making me darker because I'm not black enough. Okay. So they're putting dark makeup on me. In comes this Caucasian guy and they say, Hey, can you stand up for a second? I said, sure. So I stand up. They put us back to back. He goes away. They say that'll work. He goes away. Three hours later, he comes back. Now I had a big Afro at the time. He comes back. He's got an Afro on and he's black. Oh now, this, this is my stunt double now. This was in 1981, right? So just to tell you how far it's come. And so long story short, we became really good friends. At the end of the movie, he was like, hey, have you ever started, thought about doing stunts? Because there's a lot of movies coming up here, and we, we don't have any black stuntmen. 
And so I became the first African-American stuntman in Canada and it blew up my career because as you know, back then, every movie had a bad guy and of course they were black. So I worked a lot, I blew up, I got shot, I stabbed, I, all of that. And then eventually I got, uh, you know, some one-liners and then two-liners, and then I got a big speaking part, moved to Hollywood, and the rest was history. How about that? That is just... Tom, Tom, were you mapping that just now? Because I didn't see you typing. I would, I'm, I'm, I'm voice typing. I'm voice mapping. <laughs> I've, got, okay. I've got the extension open on a computer here, and I'm just absolutely... This is poetry in motion. So you're, he's asking about a, 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 a system that we use to really keep track of people. And I'm asking all of you, and we're not gonna get into that for just yet, but when you're talking to people, remember what they say, document what they say, and then call them back and remember what they said again in a couple of months. And you're gonna find your relationships and your friendships getting so much deeper. Now, Rial, do you immerse yourself into your roles? Yes, uh, 100%. You know, there's, there's um there's like method actors, there's technical actors, um, per se, you know, there's different kinds, but those are the main ones. I'm, I'm definitely a method actor. You know, I like to, <laughs> I like to be, oh my gosh, I just remembered something. <laughs> Get your mapping out. You're going to love this. And then we're going to talk about when you were flying and you were so drunk and you didn't know how to land the plane. See, I map you too, buddy. Don't okay, take that. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so yes, I'm a method actor. I do totally submerge myself in the part so much that I was doing a show called Lonesome Dove, the series, not the movie, Lonesome Dove. So cool. It was one of the most funnest roles I've ever played because it was a period piece. And I played, I was the baddest gunslinger ever um and in the history of that show and it was a really cool role so when you do a movie you, you your first day on the set you go through the works we call it you know you go to wardrobe you go to makeup you go to props you know in the wardrobe you know what are you looking to look so i get the props right and i have this image uh, I got a gold tooth made. I, I went to the dentist. I had him pull my freaking tooth out and put a gold tooth in so I could be this. But yeah, for real. Go check it out. And then, so I get into the props and they go, so is there any special things you want for your character? And they go, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I, I'm going to, I want to chew tobacco and I'm going to be spitting tobacco like when I'm shooting everything. And they're like, oh, cool. No problem. We got this licorice stuff that looks just like uh chewing tobacco we'll, we'll have it i'm like no 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 dude i don't do no fake shit dude i want the real deal dude and, they, and the guy looks at me i'll never forget he looks at me and he goes have you ever chewed tobacco before and i go no it's not a big deal dude i've got it and he goes right. okay i got you i got you <laughs> so the, the first day on the set right he brings out the real deal right and I put it in my mouth and I'm like chewing it and swallowing it and chewing. And all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> like that. They had to like reschedule my shooting because I was out. And then I'll tell you one other thing, just to show you how method actor. I did this show. It was Don Johnson's show. I forget the name of it, but once again, so I'm playing this bad guy. I got a big gun and I come running into this room and I, I lay off like a bah, 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 like that. And then I have a couple lines to say after I kill all these people. 
Once again, the gun master comes up to me and he says, hey, I got some uh, ear things for you to put in. We're going to paint them the color of your ears so nobody can see. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. I said, I, I, I want to feel the real deal, dude. I got this, man. I got to go in there. I got to say these lines. You ever heard of gunshock? So I come into this room and he's like, okay, I got you, brother. Go ahead now. Have fun with that. So I go into this room, an enclosed room, and they're like, oh, bah, 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 bah. dude, I was like sick for a day. I don't know if you've ever had shell shock or whatever, but yeah, oh, horrible. <clears throat> but yeah, I'd like, I, I'm definitely a method actor. But my smarter, favorite story about smarter. you, my favorite story about you is when he's immersed himself so much into his role, he calls his mother and he goes, Mom, I love you, mommy. And she goes, Oh, well, good, Real. And he goes, I got a promotion at work today. And the mom said, Really, Real? What was the promotion? He goes, I got promoted up to detective, mom. Lieutenant. Uh, Lieutenant, and she looked at him and said, Real, it's a TV show. But he was so immersed, he actually thought he got the promotion. That's my kind of actor. I wanted you to get a little bit of this guy's personality because, you know, like Paul Capozio or Jeffrey Melanot or Carl DeVere, who was in something in Mary. I mean, all the people watching this show, there are some serious actor wannabes and real actors on here watching. And all I'm going to tell you is I love Real because he is so real. And he is, there's no pretenses here. So we're going to take a little break. We're on the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Anderson, 550 stations worldwide. And we're going to be back right after this. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Maria Andrews, and Tom. Thanks. All right. So fun. Oh he, my don't goodness. you love him? He's just the best. Look, and look so, what I got. <laughs> what is that? It's an F bomb. It's an F bomb. Oh my gosh. That's that good. You can, drop cool. that. you can drop those. Yeah, I can drop this is a this is a yeah. commercial. So now you can drop those if you need yeah, somebody, exactly. somebody just commented that uh in the comments that you have a, a hair on fire t-shirt and hat from us, but we never sent you a contact mapping shirt. So that will go out in the mail today, Rial. I thought you had one and it really upsets me. And it says, it's beautiful because it's at the very bottom, it says contactmapping.com forward slash Tom on it. Yeah, but if you want to, if you want to get contact, if you want to get contact mapping, because it is the best app out there, you go to getcontactmapping.com, get contactmapping.com, get your free version today. So, oh, Real, he's such a competitor. This is like the 100 yard dash. All he wants is credit. So if you do have time and you want to go, go to it, go get, you know, cause it's like a little contest between him and me, because I am positive that even though I don't have two Emmy awards, even though I don't have a mother that loves me, even though I don't have a hot wife, well, I have a hot wife, but two out of three isn't bad. All of those things I can still whip him when it comes to sending a link out and having people hit it. So do not go to what's the name of that thing again. Getcontactmapping.com. Do not go there. All right, take it away. Did your wife's watching you? Oh, my wife's here. You are so lucky you set the record straight. Oh, thank God I cleaned that one up and said two out of three. All right. Two truths and a lie. There we go. So, you guys, what I love about these two, we met Rael on Clubhouse, and they have turned into the two guys having a competition for who can keep the most insane notes on each other or their other little band of buddies.
And how fun is that? It's the greatest. And we have <laughs> gone through engagements, engagements, not engagements anymore. We have gone through all kinds of really great drama on Clubhouse and nobody's got it documented like Real and I. So then we call in trade notes because we never ever want to have any mis or disinformation out there. But it just changed your life, especially in your network marketing business with all the people that you coach on their physique, that you have their blood type and you know on a weekly basis right where they are. And then you come back and say, oh my gosh, remember three weeks ago, you were not feeling like you're feeling right now. And today you're a hockey stick with hair. Congratulations. And they love you, right? Oh, it's such, and I'm so grateful to you, seriously, on a serious note. But yeah, such a game changer. Um, you know, not just with that, but specifically, I mean, I uh, in in April we launched we launched a new product that's awesome. It's Edge. You can check it out. But because it's so awesome, like literally, I put a hundred and something people, maybe 170 people in a challenge. Let's keep it real. I'm blessed with a photographic memory. There's no way in hell. And, and not at the level I am now. So now, because that when, I, when I'm talking to a new person, even before they join, right? What I love, I'm either on Instagram, I'm in, on, on Facebook. That's my main thing. I know I can go to LinkedIn too as well, but that's for people with an education, I think. I think you have to go to MIT or something to be on LinkedIn because I'm not sure what's up with that one. But when I'm on there, I'm literally talking to the, the, as the person, like here's how it's got for me. It's got so, it's, I don't want to say bad because it's good. But I know like sometimes, right, I'll be downstairs or something and I get a message from somebody and they want to talk, right? And I'll go, hold on one sec. I come running up here. I get on my computer and I literally tell them, hey, I got my tool and I open it up. And now I, I said, I want to make notes on you. And they love that, by the way. People love that when you tell them you're making notes on them. You see, I, I say, I want to make notes on you so I can best serve you. And, and, and you can, but the cool thing is just like you said, especially in weight loss, right? It's another thing I'm passionate about. Um, or even in network marketing, right? I'm just having a conversation right now. One of my champions is going through one of those phases that we all go through. You're able to go back and say, hey, remember, let's talk about this. Remember you told me this. Remember this is why you were starting. Remember when you are here. I'm also tracking the results because isn't it true, Tom and Adrian, I, I think in anything, how quick, here's what I'll say. Let me say Tom. it this way because Tom, you'll, you'll, you'll understand this more than anything. In the program, both me and Tom are in the program. And I didn't get this when I was first in the program, but I relate this to contact mapping. When, you know, you've got people that have been in there 25, 50 years, and in here walks this guy on his first day and they're saying, you're the most important person in this program. And I'm like, what? But then I realized that's the most important person in this program because they remind us where we came from, yeah. where we were. And that's what you're able to do with contact mapping because people so quickly forget why they started or where they were or what they're struggling with. And when you're dealing with as many people as we do, you're not going to remember all that. I don't care who you are, but because of contact mapping, I am like they, and here's the thing. They don't know what I'm doing. So they think I'm like a God. They think, they think I'm like this coolest guy with the most amazing memory. And I'm like, yeah, it's contact mapping memory at getcontactmapping.com.
<laughs> he is a great guy. And don't go to that link. But I am going to tell you one thing right now. Dude, yeah, we're having, we're, I was oh. kidding. Go to that link. I can he's see. He's killing me because he's got I don't have two Emmys. Right? I don't have all that stuff. I'm just old lumpy Tom. But the name of the game. Have we had more? Do, do we just, We might as well just keep rolling. Keep rolling. Right? Yeah, we're good. Nice job. You talked right through the commercial. <laughs> I thought you were a professional. Okay, so here's the deal. You did great. So here's the deal. Real, you have been a network marketer. Why? I mean, I guarantee you, no one can believe it. You are on an unbelievable TV show. You've got an unbelievable resume. You've got an unbelievable income right this minute. What the heck are you, and your wife's a trainer. I mean, everything about you seems to be coming up aces. And here you are grinding it out in network marketing. I want to know why. Yeah, real easy. It's four things. And hey, I'm an actor, Adrian. So next time say, hey, cut, we're going to commercial. You're good. You're no good. We love you. Um, it's four things, real easy. It's real easy for me. Okay. I was doing a new series, a, a, a Jerry Bruckheimer series, uh, Christmas. I just bought a house, had two uh, Ford XLs, gun compartments, the whole thing blacked out, was on top of the world. Everything was amazing, right? Freaking Christmas Eve, they fired my ass. OK, now what I learned really quickly, I already had a taste of network marketing. I had my foot in the door, so I, I was learning the potential of it. But what I realized at that moment that corporate America doesn't care about us one bit. And I vowed at that moment, never again am I ever going to let anybody have power over me like that again, because nobody will ever fire me. I want to make more money. I'll work harder. That's number one. Number two, it's called leverage. I don't care what you're doing, most people, whatever. Even me, my passion for acting or as a fitness uh, expert, there comes a time when your job isn't so fun anymore. And there's a big difference when you get to go to work because you want to rather than you have to that's leverage number three the most important thing to me is i'm not changing nobody's life as much as i love being lieutenant taggart on general hospital i'm not changing anybody's life in fact i might be ruining some people's life but <laughs> in, in network marketing we get to help people achieve their dreams we get to help other people get out of debt we get to save marriages we get to leave a legacy make a difference and the last thing is old age I watched my dad, Tom, amazing man, work his butt off, provide for my mom, save money, buy an apartment for them to grow old in. He had it all planned out. And I tried to talk to him about network marketing. You know what I'm talking about? But he didn't see it and he didn't incorporate it. And at 62, he got Parkinson's. He didn't have a plan for that. Eventually, he used up all his money, spent the money, had to sell the apartment, blah, blah, blah. They died a $50 cab right away. And when I watched that, I said, that's one of the number one things that fuels me. I said, I'm not going out like that. I'm going to go out in my house, build my own retirement. And those are the four reasons I do network marketing. And there's so many people. It's like professional baseball, basketball, football, hockey. You got those people in the majors that are making the big bucks. Go down to triple A baseball all the way down the ladder. And those people are sharing lockers, sharing meals. They're not making any money. And what the gift that you've got for all those people in the music business and those in the movie business and all that stuff is you're able to actually let those people 
who are so passionate about their movie and TV craft. You're giving them a chance to build an income so they can actually afford to do it. We love you for that. We're going to actually take a break on time this time. We've got Rihal Andrews, the actor, unbelievably famous guy. We're coming back right after this with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and Rihal Andrews. So stick around. So good. Jason, leave the contact mapping one up for the commercial, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you see, because he knew I was going to say. I, you, I know, just you, pro he, I, you probably slipped him a 20 to take my link down so you could put your one up. Denise, we're not doing Denise, that. Denise my wife posted, posted his link. I saw that. She's my wife, yes, Denise. Yes, Denise. Oh, a heck of a woman. I am going to be dead last in this horse race. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. So I miss, I miss you guys on that. Club. I've been I've been absent, but for a reason. But I'm coming back now. Yeah, you can't let anything stop you. Is that lift out there yet? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. They're going to hand you a check. What about his check? We'll take care of that. Go ahead and go to the bank. All right, we're in the commercial break. <laughs> it looks like you have a full-on production over there, Tom. What's going on? You got people setting up mics for you. I'm, going trying, to, I'm trying to win an Emmy. How do you like that? There you go. That's go what we're working on. So, Real, you you have been all over Clubhouse. I know you did take a little break, but you, I mean, you have been lighting it up over there, meeting all these new people and figuring out how to turn those into conversations. Talk about how what you're doing and how you've been doing that. Um, I, you know, I, it might sound redundant, but obviously you know, full transparency. And thank God, you know, Tom really took me under his wing from day one. He said, let me show you, you know, a secret, which I know he shared with everybody now, but it, it was a secret at the time. And he taught me how to use Not content very good at and, um, or maybe he was just trying to make me feel special. I don't know. No, you but, were like 15. Uh, but I do it really with contact mapping, you know, um, what, and what I do, like I have this big screen right here behind me that you can't see and what i love is that when we're on when we're on what i personally do because at first i was trying to map everybody and it was just too much right i, I couldn't because i don't type that fast right so what i started doing is i noticed you know especially with the the people that are the the hosts on the show or whatever i'm going to pull them up i each have a little window for them and when they talk or when somebody talks interesting i start to type and i start to make notes on them and then i'll find something important that i really hit me for real because I think that's important too, right? I could sit here and map people and I'm sure people do. And then just for the purpose of the process, just go post on their Instagram and say, Hey, nice show. No, no. I find something that really touches me because then I can talk about it organically and I'll just go back in their thing and say, Hey, I saw you on this show. You know, I take their picture and I use that whole contact mapping and now I have all their information and all of that. But that's really how I built my relationships on the people there because there's just so many cool people there. And, and I just love people and I have fun and I just reach out to them and we become the best as a friend, you know, Haley Hobson, you know, you know, um, you know, you name it. I mean, I, the people I've met on there is, is unbelievable. Tom challenge. I, I can finally say his name, right. I used to call him Tom challenge or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize it at the time until one, I think it was Paul or somebody said something, dude. No, you know, who it was Nate. Nate Forrest said, dude, you crack me up every time you say his name. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What is it? Because I used to say Tom Challenge. So <laughs> that sounds like he's challenged, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he actually called me about that and said, would I mind calling you and straighten it out? But I just loved him to getting tortured, so I didn't do it. 
<laughs> oh my god but yeah no <laughs> oh my god. that is so funny well and I, and speaking i i love tom shallon and he you know i was listening to him on clubhouse the other day and he goes you know what we're doing we're making some ebook out of 50 dates you have to take your wife on before you die and they have so they're doing all these they're doing all these cool adventures they're documenting it they're going to turn it into a book they're going to sell they can write the whole you know he can make every cool thing you to every date night with his wife is a tax right i That's mean brilliant. it's so smart and it goes back to what you said about that you never have to grow up if you can figure out how to make your fun your business right well yeah and if you think about it right think about all of us the connection of people that we made on Clubhouse, right? We have a nice circle and I'm sure you have a circle outside of that circle. We're like all grown people, but we're like a bunch of little kids on there. We're just like showing oh, how up. Having, how about the drama? Who? The drama. Remember when I got in all kinds of trouble for it? The drama. All right, we're going to blow your commercial. You, blow you my commercial. Contactmapping.com. What's it called? GetContactMapping.com. Get, get, GetContactMapping.com. www.GetContactMapping.com. That's how old he is. www. <laughs> right. We're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. It is Rial Andrews, Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault. Wow. I love this guy. This is a long segment. And I, I really, I want to talk about what you think about the profession, the longevity of the profession, what you think about the difference that you're making with people, just like go free form about why you put yourself through all this rejection in this business, because every one of us do the same thing. We're in a business that is built on one out of 10, maybe making it and talk about that a little bit. Will you please? Cause mm -hmm. you are an unbelievable spokesman for us. Yeah. Thank you for that, Tom. I appreciate that. You know, I was blessed. I've been doing this 17 years and I, I'm blessed that I kind of was mentored by, I kind of came in where I, I had like, you know, um, the OGs, what I call the OGs and then the new wave. And now we have like the real, the millennials and stuff like that. Um, but I'm, I, I lean more towards the, the old school, you know, and what I I'm so passionate about is first and foremost, building the relationships and getting into the lives of other people. And for somebody like me that, you know, came from a, I, I, my mom was a single mom. We came from the other side of the tracks. I ran barefoot. Oh, you'll love this, Tom. I actually have him right here. Hold on. How cute is he? Is he, a, he is a little kid. Because I, I talk about this all the time. So I, these are, I ran barefoot. My dream was to make the Olympics. I ran barefoot till I was in grade seven. Wow. And this, this was my first pair of track shoes that my mom could afford. And, you know. I don't want to get emotional, but that's really why I do network marketing, because it really is the only platform that you, you know, I couldn't afford to go to a big college. It, you know, I didn't have any of that stuff. And, and, and it's a really a platform that the ordinary people are even the under ordinary people, no education, no nothing. We're all on the same playing field and we can, actually have an unbelievable world i mean it's full of that and so i get really passionate about because i i believe my calling and one of my sayings is i will believe in you till you believe in yourself 
And one day I was at a funeral of an 88-year-old man, and nobody showed up for his funeral. And it was a game changer for me, Tom. It was up on a mountain. It was me, the wife, the, the mom. There was like five people there. And time literally stopped for me. Like literally, you ever had that moment? It was like spinning. I could hear the pastor in the background. I could hear the mom crying in the background really faint. But I stood there and in that moment, two things happened. One, I said, I don't want to walk this world 88 years and leave such a little difference that nobody comes to my funeral. And the other thing I realized that I'm going to say 99% of people go from birth to death thinking they don't matter. They're yeah. not important. They're just taking up space. If they're not Tom Cheneau or Rail Andrews or a famous actor or whatever, they think they're not important. I say bullshit. And through network marketing, we can help people dream again. We can help them to walk in their 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 power and help people and make a dip. Come on. The world we live in right now, don't get me started. We'll need another show. We're the only ones that can change the world right now because we're not sheep. We're not going around <laughs> because nobody's going to fire us. We don't have to be in fear. We can stand up for what we believe in and we can work hard and we can make a difference. So 17 years in the business. Mm -hmm. When I met you in Las Vegas, you weren't exactly at the top of your game. No. No, I wasn't, Tom. And uh, oh, you're gonna get me now. I said, I said downstairs, I said I'm not gonna get emotional on this podcast. Yeah, you know, a radio I, show, not a podcast. Oh, it's radio show, and you know that's one of the reasons I love you, Tom, because you know Tom was up on stage. You know, I was in a real dark place. I couldn't even afford my ticket to to the the Eric War show. Actually, my upline said, hey, I got a ticket to this thing called GoPro. Do you want it? I said, sure. Then I didn't know how I was going to get there because we literally were buying hot dogs and cutting them into five pieces at the time. And um, I somehow got to this thing. I was staying in this flea bit hotel five miles off the track. Um, didn't have money to take a cab, but I didn't want people to know how bad I was. And I was really heavily addicted to opioids at the time. I just had surgery. So I would pop all these opioids, walk five miles to the show, pop a whole bunch of more opioids and put my good face on and show up and walk in and act like everything was great. And uh, you were up on stage, dude. And somehow we made eye contact. And, you know, that's your side of the story. But you recognize something in me. Um, you came up to me afterwards and uh, you saw through my bullshit. Um, and you knew that I wasn't this guy pretending to be who I was. And you gave me your number. I found out now you give your number to everybody. But I thought I was special at the time. <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, that was a game changer for me, dude, because I haven't even had a chance to tell you, Tom. But, you know, you that really you and Jordan Adler really affected my life for a long time to this day, because when I was going through that hard time, I, I, there would be many times when I think about why did those guys spend some time with me? Why? I, sorry. And I would go through like, were they just talking and blowing smoke up my ass? Because you both independently told me, you said, you're going to be great. You told me you have greatness in you. 
You said, go after your dreams. You said stuff like that. And it affected me, dude. It affected me and it helped me to climb out. I just want you to know that those voices, those voices were in my head. They still are today, but they were very much in my head when I was struggling and I was climbing out of that dark hole, dude. Well, what's so beautiful is he and I, he, he alluded to the program earlier, and most of you have no idea what that means, but that's a recovery program. And I'm a daily guy. Real is a daily guy. And we go there for two reasons. It would be very easy for Real to read those press clippings about how great he is and think, oh, man, I'm so great that one opioid is not, I'm trying to put my hand in there, one opioid is not going to hurt anything or one drink is not going to hurt anything. So I go there every day for two reasons. Number one, to make sure I don't ever stop start believing that I'm as hip, slick, and cool as my paycheck's trying to tell me I am. And the second one is, is so I can help that still suffering guy like Rael that day. And I, I just pray for all of you to have some sort of place in your life where you get to absolutely put out your hand and your heart and make an unbelievable difference in somebody's life. And for me, that's network marketing, that's Alcoholics Anonymous, and that's contact mapping. Mm -hmm. I'm like Rod Smith. People say to me, what's going on with you? I say, I'm passionate about alcohol and drugs. Network marketing is my job and my legacy is contact mapping. And mm -hmm. I believe that with every fiber of my body, I turned 70 a couple of days ago mm -hmm. and I've never been more excited about my life than I am right now. Right when everybody else is going to the lazy boy chair, I am going to the top with my son and all these people that are going with me at getcontactmapping.com. Ho -ho! <laughs> Got the cowbell on that one. No, I feel <laughs> Yeah. You get to change lives, you guys. You have to take it that seriously. So, Real, I we got to, to have a conversation on your podcast a little while ago, and, and you asked me, I can't remember what exactly your your conversation what, what what the question was, but it was something like, What's your mantra? What like what's the message you want to send? And I said something very much along the lines of what your message is, which is that I'll believe in you until you can believe in yourself. And so talk about how you have moved from that kind of dark place and my dad and Jordan believing in you before you were able to, to now, you know, you're paying that for it in a huge way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I never thought about it like like that, Adrian. But yeah, when you think about it, it, it really did start there with your dad, you know, because as you were just talking to him, uh, man, I'm, I'm exactly the journey you thought of, you know, um, I, I originally, you know, full transparency, I wanted to become an actor. But, you know, like I said, I come from a small town, North Vancouver, BC, you know, um, and I wanted to become an actor because I wanted to be rich and famous. I wanted to walk the red carpets. I wanted to party like a rock star. And I did. I yep. was on I was on top of the world, dude. No was not part of my vocabulary. I could do anything I want to go to any party I want, hang with, you know, whoever. I would eat next door to Jack Nicholson, talk about his Lakers, the whole deal. And, you know, and I started partying like a rock star. And you know, eventually it all fell apart. And as you know, Tom, we, when you're in it, you don't know it and everybody else is the problem. But when I got sober, that's when it all started to turn around and fast forward to now, 
I'm me being an actor doesn't mean anything to me. It's like, you know, I, 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 I eat and shit just like everybody. Else. Well, I used to say that, but I'm going to correct that. Cause one day a lady corrected me. She said, no, you don't go to the bathroom like me. I said, okay. So, <laughs> so, I, so, so I, I eat like you, but you know, now it's like, thank you, Jesus for the platform, because the platform that it's put me on allows me to affect more people. It allows me to bring the message of sobriety. It allows me to be the, bring the message of, you know, mental, mental health, which I'm very passionate about because I'm bipolar manic too. I'm blessed with that. But yeah, so it's all about paying it forward for me now. It's not like, that's when people meet me, they're like, dude, you're so, for lack of words, real, you know? And, you know, you're not like one, what, you know, unfortunately there's a lot, you know, I think I have two friends in the acting world. I'm 58. I've been acting since I was 16. I have two people that I can really call my friend. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people in entertainment, in sports, you know, whatever, who, like Tom said, they buy into their greatness and they think they're better than everybody else. And, that, and for me, it was a huge, I remember going to lunch one day with a bunch of my acting friends at the time. And they treated this waiter like a piece of shit. And I said, no, I've never been a sheep. I've always been an eagle. And I, and I got up and I left. And like, where are you going? I said, dude, that's not cool how you treated him. Went over to him. I apologized to him and gave him a big tip. And so I, dude, I don't roll like that, dude. Yep. And so, yes, I want to pay it forward. All right. We're going to, I mean, here's the deal. If you can love like crazy, then love more. Fire your brain, hire your heart. Be interested, not interesting. Interview people and get their story and document it. And then remember them on a regular basis. You are going to be successful in whatever you do, especially in your family. They're going to flip out when you start actually remembering instead of pitch them. So we're going to take a break. And it's going to be a fun break. So those of you that are listening right now, make sure you don't go to the bathroom, no matter what. We'll be back. Oh, wait. Hold so, on. Real, let yeah. me ask you a question. Richard yeah. Brook, who I don't think has anywhere near the pedigree you do, has said that he would be at least 100 times richer had since the day he was 18 years old mapped every human being he'd ever met. Think about yourself. Is that the understatement of the year? You've met Bruckheimer, the, just the names that Don Johnson, I heard so many names today that I'm mapping that uh, it's unbelievable. But think about if you were still in contact with them, just with a quarterly, hey, Don, how's it been going? Hey, Jerry, what's going on in life? Any projects? But instead, they went into your head and out of your mind in nothing flat. How successful would you be today if you had a list of everybody you ever met? Not only the big actors, but the grips and all the people. I mean, it would be over, wouldn't it? Dude, as you put it like that, dude, I'm just going, you know, not monetarily, uh, you know, you know me, I talk about eight-figure income all the time. I preach it. I speak it. You know, uh, I, I don't even know if it's possible. Yeah, it is. Of course it is. You'd be nine, ten-figure income monetarily. But bigger than that, the richness, the wealth that you would have because of the lives you'd be in contact with and the lives you could change. 
is, is to me is insane. As I'm thinking about, because, you know, when I think what you just made me think about, Tom, was because there's people that I've met, big people, little people, small people, that I know from afar, but you're right. I, I don't know their number. I don't know how to get in talk with them, right? But I've seen their lives get in some really dark places. I've seen them, you know what I'm saying, Tom? And I, if I had their thing, I'd be able to reach out to them. I'd be able to, you know, talk to them about network marketing, give them a solution, or just give them a call and say, hey, dude, I connect with you, dude. I'm a, I'm a surviving, you know, alcoholic as well. You know, I struggle with depression as well. I saw your thing, you know. Wow, dude, you just blew my, you just blew my mind there. That gets the hockey wave. <laughs> He's got his little gizmo again. How cool is that? You got anything for him? I hogged that commercial because it was such a no, good it's, I And look, listen to where he went, right? Real, his mind first went to, yeah, absolutely. I could have made an insane income had I done this. But think about the impact on the lives that I could have had and how many more people I could have reached down and given a hand up to if I was if I had done that and how much I can do that from this point forward. And you're doing that from this point forward because you have the tool, but because you have the heart, you have the energy, you're you know, all of those things come. They conspire together to be able to impact more lives Network marketing gives you the platform. You know, if you were just an actor, it's not like you can turn all these people into actors and give the, you know, you can't do that, right? You have the, you have the platform, you have the heart, you have the tool. And that's what I love about you. And that's why we love contact mapping so much is because it gives you a mechanism to do this where you can have, you know, when you watch somebody's life go down a path and you can tell something's going on, you've got enough of a voice in their life to be able to reach in there and make an impact versus, oh, it's been five years. How can I? So go to getcontactmapping.com. Go yes! Get to <laughs> Yo, and we you love know what? you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I love you. You know what you made me? Just another thing. I want to add a layer to that because as you li- this is like so powerful. I'm just loving this. I used to have my first house I bought in LA. Cut. I- Cut. Oh, commercial. Go ahead. All right. And we are back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Rial Andrews, Adrian Chenault. And he is going to tell you a phenomenal story right now. So remind him because I was daydreaming. Yeah, so we were, we were talking on the break and, and we were just talking about the lives you can touch. And it just it went to a really cool place. And so Rial, pick up that story that we were getting going on and, and let's kind of continue on from there. Yeah, so... Taking it to a whole nother level. Here's what I was thinking about when you were saying that, Adrian. So first, foremost, to lay the thing, I used my first house. One of my main sayings before I was, I will believe in you, was how many lives can we change today? I had That was so much part of my life that I had this big 30-foot wrought iron gate made and across the bottom so that the first thing I'd see when I left my house was how many lives can you change today? The last thing I'd see when I came back was how many lives can you change today? So I was implanting it. But as you were just talking, what made me think is I also know now at 58, nothing is by coincidence, okay? So as we're going through, like one of my, when I when I dream about have, doing my Academy Award winning speech, I've said that dreamed it so many times in my head. It's going to be this. 
I want to thank everybody, good, bad, or indifferent, that has crossed my life to this point because they have made me who I am. So when you think about that, that everybody that crosses your life is not a coincidence and God willing, they come back a full turn. Imagine if you had contact mapping, understood it, used it, mapped all those people in your life because they're in your life for a reason. Even the person at the gas station who crossed your path, who God says, Hey, slow down, say hi to that person. Right? Dude, you, I want to say right now, I'm going to flip it on you because I'm getting goosebumps right now. This thing that you guys have created is bigger than just an app. I'm just here to tell you because I just realized it on a whole nother level. So go to getcontactmapping.com and get your map now. <laughs> no, but seriousness, do you see what I just said, dude? That's pretty deep right there. That was pretty deep, especially for you. So here's the deal. <laughs> so I want you guys to get this because this is Real and I, and it's the same thing. When he was in the acting business a few years ago, not that long, he had climbed to the top of the ladder. He climbed to the top of the ladder and he looked out and he said, what? This is drugs. This is alcohol. This is absolute pandemonium. I want no part of that. I'm at the top of the ladder, but it's leaned against the wrong wall. It's supposed to be that wall over there. And like me, Rial had to climb all the way down and got fired from General Hospital. That's how bad it got. But it was the greatest gift of all time because he went up, he went down, and now the trip up is a thousand times better, just like me. And I want that so badly for all of you. And some of you are behind the eight ball right now, but that's just a temporary deal. If you get that gift, that gift of desperation, where nothing's gonna stop you from going back up that new ladder. And I promise you, it won't be easy. I promise you. It will take a long time. I promise you it will be worth it. Right, Riel? It'll be 100 million percent worth it. And it's like I, you couldn't have said it better, Tom, because if anybody's listening, we, we understand. We get it. If you're on, like Tom says it, behind the eight ball, I call it on the other side of the net in the tennis right now. It seems like there's no hope, dude. I mean, we, we know that more than anything. And it seems, how the hell am I ever going to get across there? It seems so far. But you can. You can. I mean, you, you, you and you deserve more. To me, it's ethereal. To me, it's black and white at this point in my life. You know, we're going down another road, but you opened it, so I'm just going to say it. To me, it's God and the devil, good, bad, positive, negative. But it's all a Super Bowl game. And it's not about second place. It's about winning. And the enemy don't like to lose. And and he's got you right now. But you have a calling on your life. If you are listening to the show, you are watching the show, you have a calling on your life and you deserve to walk in your greatness. So fight, fight. And I say this, we just got done <clears throat> getting interviewed by, believe it or not, Elon Musk's financial advisor on another big radio station in California. Adrian and I did, it was phenomenal. But I said this on that show. I said, so many times, you're not where I want you to be. I guarantee you, almost every human isn't where Tom Chenault wants them to be. But I'll guarantee you one thing right now, every one of those human beings are exactly where God wants them. 
and they're going through what they're supposed to go through to get what they're going to get at the end of the day and the lesson from it, just exactly like I had to learn, just exactly like Rial had to learn. And we all question it. But I'll tell you one thing right now. I had to let go of a lot of ropes called my previous life. I was a stockbroker. I was an airplane salesman. I was unbelievably successful, but there was no fulfillment there. It was just money and ego. And I kept, they kept saying, let go of the rope, Tom. God literally did, but I wouldn't because I was hanging on to it for dear life because it was familiar. I finally let go of that rope and I stood in where I am today. And I am telling you, it was hard and it's been hard, but the decision was the right decision. And today I can change lives. I can help people. Shay Irvins, he's not watching, but you know, two days ago, just called me up and said, you got to call this girl. She's got a problem with alcohol and drugs. He called somebody. He, I'm in his phone as the person he can call on that front. And there's several of you watching and listening that are in the same boat that I've called on the phone. I don't want you to leave this show when I say goodbye in a couple seconds because we're leaving the radio people. And if you're listening on the radio on GCN all over the world, 550 stations, you need to come and watch this show every week live on Facebook at three o'clock mountain time on what day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it's worth your time. So we're leaving. We'll see you all next week, but we're not really leaving. Thanks. And we're back. Okay, this is, we're not going to let him go because this has been too cool. It's unplugged right now. It's a whole different ball game. Uh, if you've got questions for Rial, you can ask him in the comments. Uh, unbelievable guy. Uh, I knew this was going to be emotional. Um, we're cut out of the same cloth. Uh, he's, he's, I think he's ahead of me spiritually a long way. You know, he's got a, he's got a personal relationship with a God of his understanding at a level that, uh, is unbelievable. And I'm, I'm, I'm highly envious of that, but I'll tell you one thing right now to be able to go out there and fight the same fight for so many people from so many different paths, you know, we're at the same spot. Isn't it a beautiful thing, Rayal? It, it really is. And, and it really is that simple we're all warriors man we are all on a battlefield and we're all fighting together i mean you said it so well tom and it's like i mean if you think about it it's uh, well now we live in a freaking world where they want to give everybody a yellow ribbon and say job <laughs> like but other than that there's you know what i'm saying no but i'll see that just it makes me crazy but no it, it, it's a battle it's a war every single day i was just talking to one of my champions just the other day and she's in a real bad spot and she's she's having a tough time and 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 i said you know the self-talk you you got to stop the negative self-talk and i said listen i go through it because what happens tom is people look at you me adrian anybody who's successful they see that they, they want that. They admire that. They're inspired by that. And they think, you know, I mean, I've had people say stupid shit to me like this. Well, it's easy for you, Rael. The reason you're successful is because you're black and there's not so much competition. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Right? I mean, people say stuff like that. Oh, yeah, well, you're so successful in network marketing because you're an actor. Or back in the day, you're so successful because you owned your own gym. Let me tell you something. I never enrolled anybody by my gym. I don't have one actor friend right now, and it makes me sad, but <laughs> I don't have one actor friend in my network marketing business. 
So when you these people make these excuses and they think that we have it easy, that's why I started my podcast because I want people to know, you know what? Here's the full transparency. As great as my life is, every day sucks in the life of Rail Andrew, but I've learned to win. I've learned to fight. I don't get up in the morning and go, woohoo, let's go. I've roll out of bed. I got to have my quiet time. I got to have my prayer time. I get together before I can come to you and go five, four, three, two, one, boom. It, I don't wake up like that. That's not the life. So yes, Tom's right. But the, the victory is worth it, right, Tom? But you got to fight. I don't know anybody who has it easy. It's so, as a famous actor, <clears throat> two-time Emmy award-winning Ray L. Andrews. Everybody thinks that that's what they want because they'd be so successful at network marketing. That's not duplicatable. Mm. It's a, he has to overcome that part in order to get a business partner. Me, it's I'm a hot mess. I am duplicatable at the lowest common denominator. I haven't got the brains gave a crowbar. I look like I walk through the window, uh, through the car wash with the window open. I mean, there is nothing about me that's not duplicate, that, that you, every one of you can do better than me. And I live my life like that. I want you guys to understand it's not the exterior that has anything to do with your success. It's all on the inside. And I don't care what business it is. I don't care if it's network marketing or whatever it is. I'm telling you what, they're looking for the people and what they're looking for and what we have found with Mark Victor Hansen, with Harvey McKay, with Bob Bodine, with Sean Murphy, with all these unbelievably uber successful people. It is not the way they look. It's not how smart they are. Rita Davenport, it's how they treat people, right or wrong. Completely, completely agree. And it's and it's amazing you know, this is an, uh, Real, you're a perfect example. It, you know, the, the ones who are really successful are the ones who figure that out. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing. And I actually got this from Tom, Angel Fletcher, um, you know, uh, Taylor Thompson and Lisa Grossman specifically. And, and, and my coach, Doug, Doug Farma, full transparency prior to clubhouse. I like a lot of network marketers um, because that's what they train us. And, and it's and it's bad. What I've learned is bad. You just got to find one Rael. You just got to find one Tom and your business will blow up. Right? So that's what I was looking for. You know, that's what I'm putting out there to the universe. And those, the four, five champions I met taught me, no, Rael, no. And, and I actually see network marketing as God's got his hands all over it. Because if you think about it, and when I made this transition and I literally started speaking it, as a matter of fact, I mean, I'm not going to turn you away, but I don't really want no big network marketer, successful people. I want blue collar workers, people that are struggling, people that understand hard work, people that don't think they could be bigger and better than they have, people that, you know, have been kicked out of their house, drug addicts, whatever, because this is the, like we talked about, an opportunity. They can, and you know what's happening, Tom? My team is blowing up and it's blowing up so much that I have now named my team hashtag misfits because every one of us is a misfit and and it's an amazing and it's beautiful and it's the most powerful team and i now have these women on there i call them the dangerous divas of network marketing but more importantly hashtag misfits here's the deal about that and denise will tell you that she's on here my birthday was two days ago i am a closet introvert we eloped because i didn't want to have the party and have nobody come 
I live in fear of that all the time. I swear it's true. So here's my wow. birthday, my 70th birthday. Denise wants food trucks. She wants everybody to come. I'm going, nobody's going to come. If we have a party, no one's going to show up. I'm playing that tape in my head because I'm a sick human being. And all of a sudden, about two days before, I thought, we can't do that thing. So I walked in my AA meeting and told them all to come to the fireworks. And what it looked like at that yard, in our yard, there was over 100 people there. And it was all misfits and millionaires. And that was so beautiful because there's no difference. You cannot tell who had the dough and who didn't, because I'll tell you what, it was the greatest non-alcohol, non-drug 4th of July in the history of the 4th of July. He was safe with his little kids. They camped in the backyard. Another family camped in the backyard. Everybody was happy. No fist fights, no nothing, because I'm telling you what, who might, you know, and you guys know this, this building right here, uh, people live in the good friends of ours in the program live in the parking lot in their cars. And wow. everybody goes, you let homeless people live in the parking lot? Yeah. And I go, they've got a key to the building and they're supposed to get free coffee to anybody that wants it, free nutrition to anybody that wants it. And everybody goes, why do you do that? I go, cause they're the best people I know. Mm -hmm. And I'm one bad decision across in the center line of being in the same boat. Mm -hmm. We have got to count our blessings. You know what, what Ray, what Ray would probably say, what would WWJD, what would Jesus do? And I'm telling you what, try to live your life that way. You, you, wow. Just love everybody, everybody. That's it. Just love everybody. Amen. Stop excluding them. Republicans, Democrats, gay people. Everybody. Religions. Stop it. Love everybody. They are right where God wants them. And if somebody is between you and God, if somebody is between you and your God, I had to break it to you. If somebody is between you and your God, they are closer to God than you are. So you Ooh, better pray. That's cowbell stuff right there. You know, <laughs> story. No, that, that? That, that was good. That's good. You know, Fireball's on here. Whoo, we woke him up. Oh, Doug Fireball, what's up, champion? So, you know, I want to, I, I thought of something just now, Tom. What I, I think. This is a network marketing show, and it's something I was not would anymore. The show's over. We're just shooting the breeze. Oh, we're just shooting the shit. Okay, I just so good. So, to people that may be watching this or listening, I think this is important. I just was talking to my wife about this, and and you guys made me think about this yesterday, because she's part of a company that is just rampant with them stealing people from other companies and bringing their whole teams over and this and that and doing this. And I said, you know what? I said, it's just a matter of time before a, that company falls apart and B more importantly, they're hurting our industry because yeah. as we've been talking about this message needs to get to all of those people out there who don't know about it, that are struggling, that are fighting, that this could be their solution and stuff like this. We don't need to keep it inside our industry and keep pulling people from other teams and stuff like that. You need to go out there and get belly to belly and talk to people and share the message, champions. Stop like looking for the easy fix. Oh, let me just go find some one guy. He'll bring his whole team over here and I'll be this. Why don't you go to work and go recruit a thousand people or enroll a thousand people and change a thousand lives that don't know about network marketing, don't know that there's hope, don't know that there's an opportunity, don't know that there's a way out and think that they're going to be stuck like this for the rest of their life. I've been doing this business for 30 years at a high level and I get a call a week from somebody that wants me to give them 10 or $20,000 a month because they're going to bring their whole team over. Guess what? They're going for a walk. So they come, 
and their team is happy back there, they never come. So I never say that. That's just absolute. If they want to leave and they want to go rebuild, great. But don't ever tell me you're going to be able to bring your team with you unless your company went out of business. Because I'm telling you one thing right now, it ain't going to happen. It's a lie. And it's the mark of an amateur. And mm -hmm. it's just such a, you know, and if they do that, if those leaders are trying to tell you that's what's going on, you don't want to do business with them because I'll tell you, it's going to end badly because it was a lie to start with. And mm -hmm. I have brought so many people aboard in companies over the years with those tall tales only to end up having them fall on their face. And it makes me look bad mm -hmm. and it makes me look bad to everybody that I was excited about. I am telling you, look for those people that have that gift of desperation that Real had. I don't pray for you that you get sober. I don't mm -hmm. pray for you that you're successful in network marketing. I don't pray for you that you are rich beyond measure. I pray for you the gift of desperation that you figure out how to do that for yourself. Because until that happens, it's going to be like me trying to get somebody at the bar sober. Until they want to, they're not going to, no matter what evidence it is. But I'll tell you what, you get that gift of desperation. I don't care if they, I don't care what job they had in their life, busboy, whatever it might be, they're going to be successful because they got the gift of desperation. And on the side of the coin, no matter how shiny they look on the outside, and I've signed up a million shiny looking ones that didn't have the gift of desperation, and they're still looking mighty shiny and not having a penny to their name. And it mm -hmm. breaks my heart for them because they have an unfair advantage, but it doesn't do any good because it wasn't in their heart. Right, Rail? Oh, my gosh. So, so good, Tom. That, not, is that the third one? Cowbell. <laughs> I'm bringing the cowbell on your show, but no, you're, you're right, man. It really, it's, it's the truth. It's like they got to, they got to want it, man. It's like these people, they want to, to, Hey, can you introduce me to your agent? I want to be an actor. And you know what I asked them, Tom? Cause I get that question a lot. You know what they, they say, and I say, let me ask you something champion. I said, do you want to become an actor because you want to be rich and famous and have all that fun stuff and excitement? Or do you want to become an actor because it really lights your fire and you're real passionate about it? Because if you want to do it to become rich and famous, I'm telling you, go find something else. If you want to do it because it lights your fire and it keeps you up at night and you can't think of thing anybody else, then go for it because it's, it's going to kick your ass, but it's going to be worth the fight. You know, I mean, man, I remember times like back in the day, Tom, remember when a stamp was 25 cents? I remember times where I didn't have 25 cents to buy a stamp to write my mom a postcard to tell her what was going on. I mean, I, I'll tell you a funny story because I know you like funny stories. So one day I was, I was in Toronto and I was struggling. That's where I started my career. I, I, um, I was, I had... <laughs> I was when I was partying, so I was out at a nightclub. I was all stoned, just high. I had the munchies, sitting on a freaking bus. It's an hour ride home to my house. I have one piece of bread, a banana, and some peanut butter. I live in a flea bitten apartment where the floors are so dirty. There's cockroaches, everything you wouldn't like, just disgusting, right? And the whole ride home, I'm thinking about this sandwich that I'm going to eat because it's all I got in my house. I get in my house, right? 
I'm like so stoned. I'm sitting here, I'm making this bread. It's all, you know, you're a slacker, Harley Way. I get the peanut butter all over it. I cut up bananas and I get it perfect. And I go to bite and I drop it. And oh, it falls no. face first. On the mouse? On the disgusting floor with the cockroach. Oh. And I'm sitting there, right? I'm looking at the sandwich. I'm going, oh, the hell with it. And I scrape it off the floor. <laughs> and I eat it. Like, oh. Dude. But things like that, dude, that's what it's like. I know you've been there, Tom. I mean, even with the network marketing, dude, it's like, it's a struggle, but it's worth the struggle. But these people, they want the shortcut. Like, Tom, can you help me? You know, like, can you help me? Can you enroll some people for me? Can you do? No, no, I'm not going to introduce you to my agent. Just like you said, because they're not going to want it as bad as I do. They're not, and they're gonna not going to do things right. They're not going to work hard. And then I'm going to look like an idiot, right? So Adrian and Courtney were the little kids. And I had this great grand Cherokee. And you guys know I drive that 2002 BMW, 2002 classic car. And people never really ask me why I love those cars so much. We had a grand Cherokee. And I get Courtney's like this tall. And we look out that she goes, Daddy. And I go, what? And she goes, what are they doing with our car? And I go, what do you mean? And we go out and the repo guy has taken the car out and I, oh. it's gone. And I go, Oh, we hated that car. It's a boring car. <laughs> She's like two. And she knows I'm lying through my teeth. It gets worse. Cause this guy said something that haunted me. So uh -oh. all of a sudden I go, I got to find a car. So I open up the paper and it says 2000, 1976, 2002 needs paint needs interior runs great. $2,000. So I go steal $2,000 from somebody and I go over to this guy's house and it was the understatement of the year. It was that purple color. And it, in those days, it just washed off. So it was like metal purple. and you sat in those seats and they just crumbled and it was horrible. So I get home and I pull in the driveway and there's Adrian and he's three years older or four years older than his sister. And uh, there I go, oh man, this is the greatest car ever. You kids are going to love this car. And I'll never forget it. Adrian climbs in the back. It just this puff of dust of upholstery disintegrating. Oh. And he looked up at me with this pathetic look and said, oh, dad, <laughs> and it was heartbreaking. Oh. And I spent so much money remodeling that car. And I just posted it a couple of days ago on Facebook. It was perfect. I spent a zillion dollars and we drove it forever until it finally got wrecked and it got totaled. And what I did was I went and found another one and restored that. And it's right out in front of this building right now. And everybody goes, what's the story on that car? And I don't wow. tell them the story. The truth of the matter is it reminds me of where I've come from. Mm. I need that reminder every day because mm. I start taking myself too seriously and start forgetting the joy mm. of all the work it took to be successful. All of you, mm. all of you, never forget where you came from. Please. So, so good. So, right. you know, it's almost like I didn't even think about it. You know, maybe that's why, in hindsight, I've always kept those track shoes. I mean, they actually yeah. still have grass on them. I can't believe you've had them since you were 15 years old. Yeah, even even younger, I, I think you know. But no, yeah. you were fifteen. You were you were 15. you were fifteen in the seventh grade. Yeah. Okay. So fifteen. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. But I just. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Oh, you no, know what? That no, was tenth yeah. grade. You lunatic. You were about twelve. I was playing. No, you no, know, because it was. I was at St. George's, so that would have been grade four, four, four through seven, somewhere in there. Yeah. 
Okay, you're thinking too hard. Anyway, it was a joke. Like you'd been in seventh grade for five years. So that was all I was trying to say. So yeah, that was a, that's an unbelievable story though. And you guys, my wife just did something spectacular for me. She took on my birthday, 70 years old is a number, by the way. That's a huge number. And so she took my baby books all the way up to now. And she, it was unbelievable. In 1971, my income that year was 600 bucks. And then in 19 uh, something, there was a let when I was 20 years old, there, uh, there was a letter I wrote to my dad who kicked me out. We had a fight and he said, you either get a haircut or you get out of here. And I said, fine, I'm leaving. And I wrote a beautiful letter to my dad. And at the very bottom of the letter, it said, dad, you need to know one thing. I might have long hair, but I will never embarrass you. And I'm not going to be a loser. And I, my dad died on two, two of O two. Wow. I was sober. And I was successful when he died. And that is a proud, proud moment to me. And I want you to think about that for your parents or think about that for your kids and think about that mark that you can make by being present to them at home. And that's what I want for everybody. Don't you? Absolutely. Mm. All right. There is nobody awake. We have comp- Oh, what's the story of your first car? Somebody wants to know your first car story. My first, oh, my Buick Skylark. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Jeffrey, so, you are a contact mapper. See? We gotta give see? him a we're giving him a t-shirt too. He got that. the t-shirt because he mapped that. Yeah, I'm like, do you know what do you, what's just what's Jeffrey's claim to fame? Mr. Mapper. Well, I'd have to go into my map and look it up. Otherwise, he restores, mind. He restores airstream campers. That's right, that's right, that's Thank right. You. Bingo. Mm-hmm. I want a t-shirt too. Okay, Jeffrey, <laughs> give us your address. We'll take care of it. All right, take it. Okay, so tell us the story of your first car. 69 Buick Skylark. I thought I was bad to the bone. It was like white, black. And, you know, back then my, my we were into shoplifting. And uh, I now I got a car, so I'm going to be the getaway car. And we're in the, I think it was Walmart. No, no, Kmart. We used to go to Kmart. That's right. Remember Kmart? So they go in there. I remember they, because I said I wanted the cars. The cars cassette it was cassettes back then. So they get the cars cassette. We come out. We jump in the car. We're doing the gateway. I hit the gas so bad that I'm spinning out this way. Smack a concrete wall that way. Come across the thing. Full 360. Smack. End up into the thing. And guess what? We didn't get away. So that <laughs> that was that. That was. I'll tell you a funny, other funny story though, because you made me think of the long hair. Because I know, I know Tom likes his funny stories. You're bringing back memories as a kid. The Jeep made me think of this. So, back in Toronto, when I had hair, like I, I got to show you this. I used to have a big afro like this, and then I went from the afro because I, I think I was like Michael Jackson. I wanted to be white or something, so I started straightening my hair. So I, I, I kind of had like a half straight hair thing but this is what i used to do every day so you ever remember that like like hair stuff you could put in your hair like gel and then it would like it would like form hard you know what i'm saying which wax yeah so i'd I'd get my hair and i'd get it in here just right like this and then i'd go into my jeep i get down i get on the freeway I had to go a certain speed, so then I'd lean out the car like this, and the wind would just go whoosh, and I would get the perfect thing like that, and then it would freeze in that position, and I'd be good to go. That's how I used to do it. John Johnson, thought you were watching Miami Vice during that. Unbelievable. Real, it was a great show. We don't usually go over this long, and I'm sorry that we extended you, but 
You are a national treasure, my friend, and I love you. Back at you guys.